We are on Yevamos Beis and Aleph, the beginning of the Mishnah, in the Art Scroll, the very beginning, 2A1. In the last recording, we gave an introduction to the Mishnah, now we will go right into the Mishnah. The Mishnah starts off with 15 cases where women are exempt from Yibum and Chalitza, meaning they are related, Yibum, the, the concept of Yibum, the obligation to perform Yibum, is when the husband passes away without children and there's a brother around, the brother would have to do Yibam or Chalitza to the wife who is alive, who's his sister-in-law. However, if they're related in some other way, the Yibam allows you to marry your sister-in-law, which in general is a prohibition. But if it's any other type of a relationship, in addition to being your sister-in-law, let's say, for example, it's your daughter, the, the brother can marry his niece. So now that the brother passes away, so now the live brother is... Uh, would not have to do Yibam to his sister-in-law, who's also his daughter, because it's also his daughter. Yibam doesn't say that uh, all relatives are now permissible to you in this scenario, only when it's only your sister-in-law. If it's any other additional relationship, which in general would be forbidden, so then it remains forbidden. So we'll go through those 15 uh, different cases. Now, these 15 cases do get tricky, uh, just keeping everything in your mind about the, the whole family structure. So... For those of you that are on the WhatsApp group, I will send the 15 diagrams so that you could actually have them in some sort of picture form if you can't put it in your head to make it easier for you. So you can follow along with the picture form. So the Mishnah says as follows. We'll go into the Mishnah. We'll add maybe one or two points uh, to, to the 15 cases. But the point here is really just to go through the 15 cases. There are 15 women who are exempt. Not only are they exempt from Yibam, so let's say... You have two brothers. You have Ruvain and Shimon. Ruvain is married to Sarah, right? And Sarah is also Shimon's, let's say, daughter. Let's give one example. Ruvain is married to Sarah. Sarah is also Shimon's daughter. So Ruvain passes away without any children. So now Sarah and Shimon are both brother-in-law and sister-in-law, but it's also a father and daughter relationship. So they are exempt from Yibam, but not only are they exempt from Yibam, they don't have to do anything. But let's say Ruvain is married to Sarah, but she, he's also married to Rachel. He's also married to Rachel. Rachel is, you know, not part of this whole family structure, but happens to be married to Ruvain. So because Sarah is exempt from doing Yibam or Chalitza to Shimon, to her father and brother-in-law, so then the other, the co-wife, Rachel is also exempt completely from uh, from Yibam or Chalitza. Both, it, it tells you that all the co-wives are exempt from Yibam or Chalitza. But not only that, but also another case which is a bit more complicated, which we uh, tried to address in the last recording, Vitsaros Tsarosayan, the case of the co-wives of the co-wives. What is the case of the co-wives of the co-wives? So again, we have, just to repeat the, the whole story again, in this case, you have three brothers. You have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Now, Ruvain was married to Sarah and Rachel. And Sarah was the daughter of Shimon. So now, Sarah does not have to do Yibam to Shimon. And also, Rachel doesn't have to do Yibam to Shimon. However, there's a third brother. There's Levi. So, Sarah could do Yibam to Levi... And Rachel can also has an obligation. One of the two have, an, have to do Yibam or Chalitza to Levi, who's the third brother. Levi decides to go ahead 
and do Yibam, not to Sarah, who's the daughter of one of the of Shimon, who's the brother that's alive, but does it to Rachel. Rachel is just uh, the woman who's not part of the family structure picture, just happens to be married to Reuven. So Levi goes ahead and does Yibam to to Rachel. Levi happens to also be married to Miriam. Levi's married to Miriam. So Levi now is married to Miriam and to Rachel, who and Rachel was originally married to uh, to Reuven. Levi now dies without any children. And now Shimon is back in the picture here. He would then have to do Yibam to uh, Rachel or Miriam. Levi has two wives, Rachel and uh, Miriam. And Levi, uh, sorry, Levi dies. Uh, Shimon would have to do Yibam to Rachel or Miriam. But the law is, since Rachel was already exempt from Yibam, she already was in this situation where there was this potential for Yibam with Shimon. But we said that they're exempt because she was originally married to Shimon's, she was a co-wife of Shimon's daughter. So because they were originally part of that situation where they were exempt from Yibam, so then she remains exempt from Yibam. This woman, Rachel, is exempt from Yibam a second time. It's basically a second situation of Yibam within these three brothers. Not only is she exempt, but also Miriam. Miriam, who's also part of the co-wife of Levi, is also exempt. Okay, it's a little complicated that, 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 uh, situation to keep it in your mind but the goal is we're going to get to it as we continue on in the Mishnah and we'll try to repeat it perhaps with a diagram uh, later on in the Mishnah anyways these 15 women are exempt and they exempt their co-wives Minachalitza and Minayibam both from Chalitza and from Yibam what Adzovaolam forever Ve'eluhin what are these What? who are these women we are now going to go through uh, through these women the list of these women who are these women Number one is Bito, and you'll also have this in the chart. The daughter, meaning you have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. Shimon has a daughter, um, Sarah. Reuven goes ahead and marries Sarah, and then Reuven dies without any children. So they're exempt. Sarah is exempt from doing Yibam to, from having Yibam being done to her from uh, her father, from her father who is Shimon. If it's your daughter, and your daughter is also your sister-in-law, you're exempt. Okay, that's case number one. Case number two is not only your daughter, but let's say it's your granddaughter, your daughter's daughter. Case number two is Ubas Bito, your granddaughter, your daughter's daughter. Your daughter's daughter married your brother. So then your brother passes away without any children. You are exempt from Yibam, from doing Yibam to your sister-in-law, who's also your granddaughter. Not only your daughter's daughter, case number three is also your granddaughter, but Ubas Beno, your son's daughter. Okay, so your son's daughter marries your brother. The brother passes away. You are exempt from Yibam because it's not only your sister-in-law, it is also your granddaughter, your son's daughter. That's case number three. Case number four. Bas Ishto. Basically, Bas Ishto is case number four. You have it on the diagram where uh, one brother uh, marries somebody. And from a from a previous marriage, and perhaps also uh, even if it's uh, through a rape, anyway, she that she has a child, but she she gets a she has a daughter from some previous history. She now marries Shimon, and then that daughter, who's not uh, a biological daughter, it's a stepdaughter. It's not a biological daughter of Shimon, but that stepdaughter then goes ahead and marries Reuven, who's the brother of Shimon. Then Reuben passes away without any children. 
Shimon is exempt from doing Yibam to his sister-in-law because his sister-in-law is also his stepdaughter. If it's your stepdaughter, you are exempt from Yibam. Not only your stepdaughter. Number Case number five, Ubas Bina Ubas Bita. Case number five is also, let's say, it's your step-granddaughter. Step-granddaughter would also exempt you. If your sister-in-law is also your step-granddaughter, it is also an exemption. Meaning your wife had, uh, Shimon's wife had uh, a son or a daughter from a previous history, from a previous marriage. And then that son or daughter then also has a daughter. And then your brother marries that granddaughter, that step-granddaughter. You are exempt from Yibam. That is case number five and six. Both of both of those cases. Um, number seven is Chamoso. Chamoso is when you marry. This is a number seven. It's when you have Shimon. Shimon is married. Right? Shimon is married and his mother-in-law because he's already married his mother-in-law, his father-in-law, whatever happens to his father-in-law, his father-in-law passes away, let's say. So his mother-in-law then goes ahead and marries Shimon's brother. He, she's allowed to marry Shimon's brother. So she marries Shimon's brother. And then Shimon's brother, Ruvain, passes away. So now uh, Shimon's uh, sister-in-law is also his mother-in-law. So we say, if your sister-in-law is also your mother-in-law, you are also exempt from doing Yibam or Chalitza. And also, the co-wives are also exempt. That is case number seven. Case number eight, not only your mother-in-law, but also the Eim Chamoso, your mother-in-law's mother. Let's say your mother-in-law's mother marries your brother. Your brother passes away without any children. You are exempt from Yibum. That's case number eight. Case number nine is a similar case, the Eim Chamav. Eim Chamav is your father-in-law's mother. So not just your mother-in-law's mother, but also your father-in-law's mother marries your brother. Your brother dies without any children. You are exempt from Yibam or Chalitza because your sister-in-law is also your mother-in-law's mother. Okay, those are the first nine of the 15 cases. Again, just a quick review of the first nine cases. If your daughter is your sister-in-law, if your granddaughter is your sister-in-law, in whichever way, if your uh, stepdaughter or step-granddaughter is your, also your sister-in-law, or your mother-in-law is your sister-in-law, or your... Um, mother-in-law's mother or father-in-law's mother is also your sister-in-law. All those cases, uh, you are exempt from Yibam and Chalitza. Not only are you exempt from Yibam and Chalitza, but also if your brother had other wives, the co-wives are also exempt from Yibam or Chalitza. They don't have to do anything. Next case, case number 10. Achoso me'imo. Case number 10 is Achoso me'imo. Where basically it's as follows. It's your maternal half-sister. It's a choso me'imo. It's a half-sister where it's from the mother's side. And what one fundamental point to get to, to as an introduction to number 10 is that yibum is only required if it's from two brothers that are paternal brothers. They are brothers from the father's side. They could be from, from both the father. It could be just a full brother also. But at the very least, it's paternal brothers. It's not maternal brothers. Only if it's paternal brothers is there an obligation for Yibam. That is the introduction to number 10. Now, the situation is as follows. And you have the, you'll see this on the, uh, on the diagram if you're on the WhatsApp group. That 
you have maternal, you have a maternal half sister. Shimon has a maternal half sister. Okay, now that half sister is completely permissible to uh, your paternal brother, right? Because one's from the father's side, one's from the mother's side. You have a half sister and a half brother. So if your half brother marries your half sister on the other other side, from the mother's side, and then that that uh, that brother dies, that paternal brother dies without any children, you are exempt from ibum because it's your sister-in-law, but it's also your half sister. So you are exempt from doing ibum to your half sister, and to any co-wives from that. Number eleven is va'achos imo. Let's say your brother goes ahead and marries your aunt. Right, your mother's sister. So, again, the case here is where it's your half-brother. Uh, it would have to be your half-brother because your brother has to be permissible to these to these women. Uh, so your your brother, your, your paternal brother, marries your mother's sister. So your only paternal brothers, it's not, it's not the aunt of your brother, but it's your aunt from the mother's side. So when he dies, so then you're left with you're left with your sister-in-law, who's also your aunt, your mother's aunt. So number 11 is your mother's aunt. And also v'achos, that's number 11. Number 12, v'achos ishto. So this is a situation where two brothers marry two sisters. So your wife's sister is also your brother's wife. So two brothers marry two sisters. So if one of the brothers dies without any, they, he dies without any children, so now your sister-in-law is a sister-in-law from two ways. In English, it's uh, it's called a sister-in-law in, from two different ways, but it's your wife's sister, and it's also your brother's wife. Uh, so it's permissible. Yibam allows you to, and it's a mitzvah, to marry your brother's wife. Your brother passes away. You're allowed to marry your brother's wife. However, it does not allow you to then marry your wife's sister. In this situation, your sister-in-law is also, from, from the brother, is also your wife's sister. So if it's also your wife's sister, because two brothers marries two sisters, there there's also an exemption. Case number 13 is the Aishas Achav Me'imo. Let's say it is in, this is case number 13, Aishas Achav Me'imo. His maternal brother's wife. So basically, he has a maternal brother who's married. It's a, a half brother who's married, and now then that half brother either dies or, or gets divorced, whatever it is. And so that ma- half brother from maternal half brother brother's wife is now single, and she marries the uh, paternal brothers the paternal brother she's permissible to the paternal brother because she has another half brother from the father's side and so that paternal brother marries the wife of the maternal brother they either that they for that previous relationship was either the they got divorced or the the brother died uh, either way uh, so this woman now marries your paternal brother the paternal brother dies without children so your sister-in-law, through that brother, is also your sister-in-law from your half-brother on the mother's side. And you even said you can only marry your sister-in-law if it's the sister-in-law of that relationship of the paternal brother, but not of the maternal brother. And this is a wife who's both a wife from the maternal brother 
originally and then married the paternal brother and the same prohibition continues to exist. You're still prohibited to your sister-in-law even if, even if, uh, as we mentioned in the last recording, even if that relationship ends, either through death or divorce, you're still forbidden to marry your sister-in-law. And so she's also your sister-in-law from your mother's side, your half-brother's wife. And so you're not allowed to do Yibam. You're exempt from Yibam when it's your sister-in-law who's also your sister-in-law ends up being your sister-in-law also from your uh, from your mother's side. That is case number 13. Let's go through two more cases to finish it. Case number 14 is also is an interesting case. Case number 14 is as follows. Uh, there is only an obligation to do Yibam. There's only an obligation to do Yibam if the wife was married... Uh, to your brother at that time, at the time that you are alive, meaning as follows. This is the situation. You have to have, this situation requires three brothers. So you have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. You have three brothers. Okay, the diagram would also help for this, the diagram that I'm going to send on the WhatsApp group, but you have three brothers. Now, one brother, Shimon, let's say, is married to a woman. He's married to a woman. And Shimon and Ruvain are both alive. Levi is not alive yet. The third brother is a younger brother, not alive yet. Shimon dies without children. So Shimon's wife then does Yibam. Ruvain does Yibam to Shimon's wife. And uh, Ruvain now is married to Shimon's wife. Let's call Shimon's wife Sarah. So Shimon was married to Sarah. Shimon dies without children. Ruvain now marries, does Yibam to Sarah. Then Levi is born. Mazdov, Levi is born. Ruvain, unfortunately, he passes away without any children. And so Ruvain's wife is now the sister-in-law of Levi. So Levi should have to do Yibam. However, what's interesting here is that he's exempt from doing Yibam. Why is he exempt from doing Yibam? Because Ruvain's wife, Sarah, is not just Ruvain's wife, who was alive. Ruvain was alive when Levi was alive. But she's also Shimon's wife. We still we don't ignore that relationship, even though they're no longer uh, married because Shimon died. But she's also defined... Uh, she's she's also viewed as being a part of Shimon, even though Shimon's no longer alive. Uh, she still continued to be viewed as Shimon's wife, and so since Shimon was never alive at the same time as Levi, they have to be alive at the same time for there to be an obligation of Yibam. So this wife, who is the wife of both Ruvain and Shimon, because she did Yibam to Ruvain, uh, so this wife is exempt from Yibam and Chalitza because Levi was never alive. When Shimon was alive. And this wife is also viewed as Shimon's wife. And so therefore there's an exemption because of that. That is case number 14. Case number 15 is Vikalaso. Vikalaso is your daughter-in-law. So basically a person, his daughter-in-law marries his brother. So his son either got divorced or uh, died. And so his daughter-in-law goes ahead and marries his brother. So if his brother dies without any children, he's exempt from Yibam because it is both his sister-in-law and his daughter-in-law. Because it's his daughter-in-law, he's exempt uh, from Yibam. So those are the 15 cases. Those are all the 15 cases. And the mission just concludes, It repeats the law. Uh, we'll explain why it repeats it. But it repeats the law that they're exempt. Not only they're exempt, but their co-wives are exempt uh, from Chalitza and from We'll continue with the Mishnah in the next recording.